I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello everybody and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. This week I am joined by none other than me Muller, everybody. She needs no introduction. Let's give her a big round of applause. Woo-hoo! Oh, stop it. Thank you so much. I'm so, it's, it's, a, it's an honour to, to oh. be speaking with you. Don't be so daft, mate. Honestly, you are booked and busy. You're absolutely smashing it and we are so honoured to have you. So, mate, I think we'll just dive straight in. You're a North London girl, is that right? I am born and raised. I've literally lived within like a one mile radius like my whole entire life. Like I'm literally like my little North London bubble. <laughs> and what was it like growing up in Hampstead? It was, I mean, I I feel like being from that like bubble, that area, like Camden, Kentish Town, like Highgate, it's very, it's, it just feels like a sort of hub. And I feel like there's so many amazing music venues and like there's just like an air of creativity around that space and also there's it's just like an amazing place to live you know I I lived really close to like Hampstead Heath growing up so just having that space where it was like you could kind of like escape the hustle a little bit was really I don't know I think that really kind of made a difference to especially like my teenage years being able to have that like time out in a way although I say that like I wasn't on the Hampstead Heath getting pissed when I was like 13 as well so (laughs) You know, it's it's all um, character building, you know. (laughs) But I feel like that's a teenage occupational hazard, mate. If you're not finding a field and getting pissed in it, you're not doing it right. You're not doing it right. Like, you're you're really not. And I miss those days. I honestly miss those days. I'm like, I don't want to go to a club. Like, I want to just go to a field, like, when I was, like, 15 and just, like... Like, why don't we do that anymore? It was so fun. <laughs> well, apparently nobody's doing it. Apparently the generation, like, below us aren't doing it either. Like, binge drinking in fields is totally done. They're all about, like, experiences and going to Bali and finding themselves in yeah, shit. Yeah, that's so true. And I'm like, I love it for you. Good for you. <laughs> it's probably the healthier option. Like, love that. But that, it was just such an era. And then, And then, you know how you would, like, then you would upload every single picture that you took that night on Facebook the next day, like no editing, just like raw, just like on the raw. Facebook, just like. From your digital camera as well, like your little purple thing. Yes, the digital camera and everyone would be like, oh my God, like they had looked like they had such a good time last night, like they're just having the grit and it's just like, it'd be like one can of like Strongbow between like eight of us, like. <laughs> Living the dream. But I, I feel like whenever, so when I first started doing Jodie Shaw years ago that was 
MTV was based in Camden, Holy Crescent. I think it still is, to be fair. I've just yes. never been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was my first experience with that area, that part of London. And it's weird that you should say that, but like my, even knowing absolutely nothing about music, being so uncool, like my first feeling was that area was very creative and surrounded and with like just just really cool people do you think that was the start of your desire to make music and stuff like that were you nurtured by the people around you I think so I mean I think I growing up I was a huge fan of Lily Allen and I feel like especially with her first album all right still like her she was such a like London girl and that really like resonated with me even though I but when that album came out I was I I don't know I was a kid like a, like under 10 I think and I had no business listening to that album at such a young age and I, and I couldn't even though I didn't understand like all the subject matter because you know she was talking about like grown like woman experiences like I I still like I believed it and I resonated with it because I felt like I recognized something in her and I loved her honesty and like she sang with her accent so I was like oh my god she even like she sounds like me like and 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 I think that really kind of inspired me and I was like oh cool you can be like you can you can sound like where you're from and that's okay and and I and I just loved that I loved that and then obviously like Amy Winehouse she was very like Camden she used to drink in the Hawley which is like just down the road from me it just felt like there was just like things going on you know yeah I I mean you're so right and obviously because I'm not a performer myself I've never really thought about that but growing up like all the people I used to hear sing they used to sing even if they weren't American they almost used to sing with this like really generic like American twang and I think it must have felt so powerful for you to have these influences these young female stars singing and sounding like where they were from yeah I think it was there was like a wave of like you know you had like Amy like Lily Adele and like Florence and the Machine and just like even though they're all such they're all such different artists. Like they were so, they're so themselves. And like the second you hear a song by them, like you know it's them. Yeah. And you don't, you don't feel like they're pretending. Like you, and like, like I said, like even if, you know, I was a bit young to fully understand exactly like what they were talking about, like I believed it. Like I believed what they were saying because it yeah. felt like authentic. And I think that's all that really like mattered to me especially like as a kid like that's what that's all I wanted like I just wanted ever since I started listening to music like I've just I'm not like a oh they're the best singer in the world like oh my god did you hear like the riff of that I've always been like about the words and about if I like if I believe it or not yeah but it's what it's it's if it resonates with you you know and I'll I'll always remember probably being about nine or ten years old and singing Spice Girls to become one with my whole chest when to become one. Like, no business. No business <laughs> singing that song. Not Having no fucking clue what it meant either. And, like, literally singing it at the school talent show with two of my best pals. And me teacher being, like, taking my mum to one side and literally, like, having a word with her about the explicit sexual content. <laughs> and my mum just being like, she's heard it on fucking Top of the Pops. She's heard it on the telly. Give her a break. She's got no clue. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But you do. Like, you don't necessarily even have to understand what they're Thing, but there's something to it and that was clearly what Lily Allen did for you mate what what but I kind what of I, did for me <laughs> oh no it's pop culture royalty right there do you know what I mean <laughs> it is <laughs> so when exactly did you start performing and writing music then it's weird so what doesn't really feel like that was like a beginning or an end it was just like 
just from when I was younger, I was really like taken with it. And I to I, I used to journal, which I guess was like my first experience of right. like putting my like feelings out on a on a page. But if you read these journals, I'm literally like five and I'm like talking about a different boy on each page. Like nothing has changed. I'm like, oh my God, my boyfriend Jack did this to me at school today. Next page, different boy. I don't know how I, I had it on a conveyor belt system. Like I don't know what was going on, but she's been busy since <laughs> 2000. She's been busy since like 2002. Like I don't know. I don't know what's been going on. But I always, I, I like had that need to like get my feelings out. So I guess that sort of, and then and then I guess I started listening to music. Yeah. And I just combining the two just felt natural to me. So I just would like write songs in my journal, and and then at school I did a bit of poetry. And I think I naturally, I think sometimes like as humans we just lean towards things, and yeah. some people are more like say like maths and science and more like ac- like um, academia if that is that the right word it or is that does, not? it sounds no, right academia. sounds right to me it sounds right it sounds right I'm gonna go with it I'm gonna <laughs> um so I like I, I just didn't like that didn't I didn't naturally pull to that um and I, I was more all about like the English like English literature like the yeah. reading and writing and like music like that was what naturally felt right to me and what what didn't feel like a chore you know like if yeah. I had to sit down and do maths homework I'd literally be like I can't do it this is the hardest thing ever but <laughs> the whole writing thing just came more naturally to me I honestly I get that I hated maths at school and it's quite obvious listen to the way you write that you do like you love the written word and you've got a creative brain so that makes perfect sense so it's always just been like a bit of a natural progression for you yeah yeah I think so and I think I think the second I knew that like you could do music as like an occupation and that could be like your thing like that's what I knew I wanted to do and I would always I was literally the most annoying like attention seeking like child ever like every assembly I'd be like I'll sing I'll do it pick me choose me please tell me you did shows at Christmas and stuff for your family did you make them all sit down and watch you as well because that was me (laughs) Vicky I swear on my life every every family gathering I'd be like come on everybody stop what you're doing I've written a play. Lucky for you, I've written a play. <laughs> and I would like stand on the coffee table and be like, but they would do it. They would sit and they would listen and they would like pretend it was, you know, the most amazing the, thing ever. And I think thing. that, do you know what I mean? They were at the Grammys, like front row. Um, <laughs> and I think that, but that to me was like so important because it gave me that confidence and like yeah. it showed me that people would sit down and, and listen, you know, I guess in your, in that, as a young kid, like that's kind of, I think that's what you kind of need that a little bit. Yeah. It's lovely that you did have that support me. I am um, <laughs> on the other side, I remember, obviously I didn't have your talent mate quite clearly, um, but me mum loves to tell this story about New Year's Eve years ago at my grandma and granddad's where I tried to do a performance of some description um, and everybody was too busy drinking and having a nice time and wouldn't listen so I threw a tantrum because they weren't paying us any attention as you should oh yeah quite (laughs) rightly so mate you know what I mean they don't know what they they've got like this is this is pure talent oh I mean they could have witnessed this firsthand, but no they're too busy with their with their strong bows and their baby shams they missed, probably they, they missed a trick there for sure <laughs> mate I've <laughs> just read here that you were in Mika's music video how on earth did that come about I was oh my gosh I was nine and my that is so young I know I know but it was 
that was like the peak of my career I think you know that was like the that was the best the best she's, thing I've ever done she's made it <laughs> yeah she's made it it's all like just all downhill from there um so my my aunt is a director and she actually directed that video and um she obviously Mika was like I'm she, they were looking for like a young girl and she and my aunt was just like because she knew how much I loved yeah you know that that world and so she was like do you want to audition for it and I was like okay so petrified like so scared like had not and I sang as a nine-year-old I sang LDN by Lily Allen which is like if you like she literally sings about like pimps and crack whores in that song like literally and obviously to me I didn't know that that was bad it's two become one all over again babe (laughs) No, no, honestly. And so I went in and I sang my little like innocent crack call Lily Allen song. And um I think Mika, I guess he seemed to like it. <laughs> and um I think so 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 I, I I got it. Um and I I was very excited but very but very scared. But I, I went and like I just loved being on set. Like I yeah. loved the atmosphere, like I loved being like you know in the dressing room and then like seeing how it all worked and then being obviously in the front of the camera I was I was as a nine-year-old kid I was literally like petrified but I got into it and Mika was so lovely and I think from I knew I wanted to do it but then I guess being in that environment I was like oh no I like I loved it and I just wanted to be I just wanted to be in it in in some form you know yeah so that must have obviously you expressed an interest in it before and a talent but that must have been such a huge turning point like something must have seriously just ignited in you right then yeah I think I was just I think it's I think it it I was just I had I didn't have that co- the context before and I didn't yeah. have like the experience I didn't have that like it was always just sort of like a far away dream and then it, that happened and I was like oh my gosh like this could be this is actually a real thing that happens and there's like a process <laughs> and I'm like this is this, you don't just wake up one day and there are music videos and singers like there's work that goes into it but then from then like I didn't really do much else until and then when I was like 15 or a bit younger I did like running work so I would yeah. do I went to video shoots and I would just like make tea and like just try and make myself helpful just because I wanted to be around it. Yeah. Um, and then so you I paid kind of... your dues definitely as well. <laughs> I mean, I just I like I just I like it wasn't really work to me. I mean, you know, I, I think I got paid like you know forty quid for a day's work, and I was like stunning. Like this is <laughs> this is great because um, you love especially it. as a fifteen year old. Yeah. Exactly, I loved it. I would have done it. I would have done it for free. Like I genuinely, and I'm sure I did a couple of times, but I would have done it for free. Like I loved it, and then but then it wasn't until I was like nineteen that I kind of started doing my own thing. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I always ask people this and it's totally up to you whether you answer it or not because it's quite divisive. But who who was the most amazing person you met when you were being a runner? Doesn't have to be somebody famous. Could just be somebody oh. who treated you well, somebody who inspired you. No, I will tell you, I just have a really strong memory of Labyrinth. I was a runner on the Labyrinth and Emily Sunday beneath your beautiful video. Oh my God. And that song is so powerful oh, as well. So powerful. Like, so, I, like what is it? The, that song will like stand the test of time. I feel like I listen and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> He's beneath my beautiful. <laughs> but I remember I had to go, I had to oh no, make Labyrinth a cup of tea. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, okay, cool, easy. But like, all we had were these like shitty, like polystyrene, like crappy cups. And it was yeah. probably just like a really, it was a really crappy cup of tea. And like, I know now, obviously not being a diva or anything, but when you're like tired or like you're at a shoot, it's a long day's work. Like when you the ask for a cup tea of tea, matters. like a cup of tea matters and like it can really make a difference to your day. And I was like, crap. I've got to go into his dressing room and just like give him this the most like probably the worst coffee he's ever seen. And he was just like, and I know it's not he, but he was just so sweet and like I think he could see I was a bit nervous, but he was just like thank you so much and like I don't know his energy was just lovely and um, I just remember that so much. I was like there you go labyrinth here's your your cup of tea and then I like backed away and I was like okay, but he was very nice and you know he was already doing like he was already like a proper superstar at that point so it was nice to see that did you just treat you like a person and I know that sounds so basic but some people aren't like that are they so no I think oh that, yeah that must this is why the, the bar the bar <laughs> is in hell I'm telling you like now it's like oh my god like they didn't like they like they said like please and thank you like they're the nicest person ever <laughs> they, made eye, they made eye contact oh my god <laughs> oh my gosh but no, he was he was genuinely very very lovely so that was nice I do think the tea anxiety is a real thing though like speak I, I absolutely I'm not a coffee and tea drinker at all like I'm more of a cold drink person so whenever anybody comes to the house like we're getting loads of stuff done loads of things built so if any of any workmen are in the house and they ask for I say do you want anything lads like and they say yeah or a coffee or a tea like my heart just drops because I think I've got no idea what's right like is this color okay like when they say a teaspoon do you mean like do I fill the sugar to the top like is it just a little oh. thing like what is enough <laughs> but that is honestly like it's a real thing because it, it's so it's like art you know like tea and coffee is subjective and it's a personal thing it's a personal thing so some people might want like four sugars and like loads of milk that to me is like my idea of hell but who you don't know so I I, I completely get it but now I what, what's that clip of um Gemma Collins and she's in Big Brother and she's like tea is very important to people she's like it's like giving you 10 grand and I was like she gets it the GC, feel... she gets it. <laughs> so many iconic things that GC said that series. I'm a big fan of claustrophobia, Darren. <laughs> I'm claustrophobic. I'm claustrophobic, Darren. Oh, she's just, honestly. She's too much, mate. Do you know 
Just play Gemma Collins' Broke Brothers Best Bits in my brain on loop forever and I'll be so happy. Like, that literally is, like, my whole personality is based on her and Big Brother. It's so bad. So then, going back, being a runner, I feel like you yeah. must have had to do a lot of cups of tea. And they might have, obviously, Labyrinth was an amazing experience. Was there ever anybody at the opposite end of that spectrum? Did you ever have any disasters? Has anyone stuck out to you as somebody who potentially didn't treat you the nicest? Um, No, I mean, I think people... And I can kind of get it now, even though you want... This is the thing, you kind of expect people to just be, like, nice and respectful all the time, but in, like, a high-stress environment and, like, people it's not can always be easy. short. Yeah. It's not always easy. And especially, like, you know, people can be a bit blunt and, like, a bit, like, dismissive. And it doesn't mean they're the worst person in the world. But as a young kind of, like adult or like young like teenager which I was I was like oh my god they hate me I remember there was like the coffee had run out and I was like oh Oh, no there's no 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 terrible and I kind of went up to I can't remember who it was but someone someone on set that was sort of could tell me what to do and I was like the coffee's run out and they kind of looked at me and they were like go get some then like there cannot be not be coffee on this set like go to the shop and just buy some and I was like yeah sure cool yeah Mm -hmm." on it (laughs) on it that was absolutely what um, I was going to (laughs) do Yeah, I was like, I'm, I was already there. I was on the way. Like, what else do you need? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and that's me. I was like, oh my God, like, they hate me. But, of course, they already had probably forgotten that that had even happened. But in that moment, they were just like, go get the fucking coffee. Like, what are you, what, what are you doing still standing here? <laughs> Fuck off. Coffee bitch. Fuck off. Get the fucking coffee bit. <laughs> yeah, no, I was the coffee bitch. For, like, for real. And I was happy. I would do it again. No, but, like, I, do, I mean, uh, obviously... I feel like you're now completely in this industry. You're doing exactly what you love. Um, and I do think working your way up and doing those jobs, like it kind of gives you a respect for the people who are doing them now, you know? Like you're probably going to treat everybody exactly how you wanted be wanted to be treated and be so lovely because you've done it yourself. Yeah, I mean, I obviously I'd like to think that without those experiences, I would still be the same, but I think still it does be give a you decent like human being. <laughs> decent not a terrible terrible person but hey you never know but I I think it does def- I think it's like working in hospitality like it just gives you an extra layer of like context I guess and like yeah. you really you just you you've been there and once you when you be when you've been there like it is just say like if I am really really tired and I'm fed up and I've got a really uncomfortable outfit on and I just want to I've been shooting for like 10 hours and I'm tired and it's like and if something happens that like annoys me I still try and just go, do you know what? Like, we're not, we're doing, a like, we're shooting, we're doing a music video, like, we're not in a life or death situation. Like, it's okay. Deep breath. You're going to be fine. Like, chill. <laughs> um, I always say, and, like, I worked in, I've worked in all sorts of jobs, me, everything. And I always say when I'm out for dinner with somebody, like, I'm like, you haven't worked in the hospitality industry and it fucking shows. Like, you can just spot a mile off where some, when somebody's like, when somebody has and somebody hasn't. And it's always really telling when it comes to paying the tip as well. Oh, and it's fucking gross, mate. My fella, nicest guy in the world, has never had to work in that industry. And sometimes when he's pay- putting down the tip, I'm like... <laughs> yeah, like, crank it up. Yeah. Crank it up. <laughs> But I think it's good. I think it's like, that's why I think doing those kind of jobs is so important. You, like, like you learn the value of money, but also it's like, it does just give you that extra, like, because you've, you know, you've been there. It's like, 
oh, like when people are like rude to like waiters and like waitresses, Ick. I'm like, Ick. that is a sackable offence to me. And it's just oh. like, I just, I just want to, and then, you know, when you have to overcompensate and then you're like, thank you, queen. Oh my God. I love you so much. You're doing such a good job. Don't even worry about me. Like you go do your thing. Love you so much. Like, you, didn't even, you didn't even get your dinner, but you're like, yeah, it was amazing. We, we it was it. delicious. Mm, a chest kiss. Compliments yeah. to the chef. I need to be on a diet anyway. Got a holiday coming up. Thanks, babe. You got me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Thank you so much. You you just get me. You get me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. It's been so lovely talking to you in part one. I can't wait to talk to you about part two, all about Eurovision Yay! and all about your brand new album. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.